It's the Doc Jacques, your addiction lifeguard podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jacques de Bruker, a licensed therapist and addiction specialist here to help you get into recovery. So join me on Doc Jacques, the addiction lifeguard podcast. If you are suffering from addiction and you need help getting into recovery, please get the help. You can reach out to me. You can reach me through my website, wellspringmindbody.com. Make an appointment. Come in. Let's talk about recovery. If you can't do that because you're in a different state, a different country, uh, and it's difficult for you to reach out, you can also just go to a local hospital if you are in need of immediate help. But you can also go to a residential treatment program. There are some really good ones out there, and I can give you some guidance on that as well. You don't need to be suffering from addiction. Get the help that you need. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't be stigmatized. It's just addiction. But don't let it win. That's the enemy that I can't stand. Addiction. So make that call. Don't let addiction win. Don't let it be the thing that takes you out. Remember, it's not how many times you fall down that matters. It's how many times you get back up. And you only have to get up that one last time to defeat addiction. So get help today. On this episode of Doc Shock, I know last episode I talked about step four. The dreaded step four, fearless searching moral inventory of yourselves. But this time I thought what I'd like to talk about is step three. Step three. Step three made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Okay, so last time... In the last episode, we talked about step four, and I said, I'm going to read the step as every word means something, kind of like when you read a legal contract. If they uh, change the word have from from uh, the phrase from have to have not, and all they did was include not, it completely changes the entire contract, the meaning of it. And you know what? I think if we look at the steps and we read it that way, we would understand so what we're doing is we're learning how to read each word because people get hung up on words. And I don't think in, in the 12 steps, I don't think they get hung up on words. They get hung up on concepts. And that seems to be a real problem. So let's not get hung up on the concept. Let's understand the words, every single word. So we're going to do that. We're going to take apart step three, like take apart scripture or a legal contract or you read every word. Let's figure out what it means. So with change, there comes this understanding that you need to do something different, maybe. But change can also be something that's forced on you. It's just a matter of what is it that was the agent of change? Was it jail? Was it the hospital? Was it your sixth time of dying from an overdose or seventh? Or or a family member saying, I've had it with you, I'm done. Whatever it is, it's like there's a need to change. And like I've said before, many, many times... Change comes because somebody needs it, not because they want it, because I've never met an addict who wanted to get sober or clean. 
they ended up needing to. Somebody said, you have to do this or I'm out. So in those first three steps, life has become unmanageable. Step one, uh, realized I had to, to uh, re- rely on a higher power and then turn myself over to the higher power. It's step three that we're talking about today, and that's the one that's a big stumbling block sometimes. Hey, I know I need, I, I know that this can't continue. That's step one. Sometimes I get there. Step two, um, yeah, geez, there's got to be some answer somewhere. I don't have it. But step three is like turning yourself over to the process and the higher powers or God as you understand them. And, and you know what? There's a lot of different versions of the A meetings. Um, there's the non-God A-A-N-A-S-A meetings. And then there's the God version. Atheists, people who uh, don't believe there's a God. Um, yeah, you know, they, they're going to have a hard time with that. Even people who are of faith can have a hard time with accepting the fact that they have to turn their their lives around and they're accountable to something, right? I remember there was one client that she was thoroughly convinced that there was, there was you know, there was a God. There's a God of everything. She said it like, there's a, there's a God that's uh, nature and there's a God of, of the, 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 the more essential thinking beings. And then there's a God for the animal. I was like, okay, well, so you're going to turn yourself over because you ca- you came into my office and you said, you're going to turn yourself over to a higher power. So who are you, uh, who are you turning it over to the trees, the birds, rocks? I don't know. Mother nature. What? <laughs> and then there are other people that come in and they really do think that God is, is a presence in their life. And they do feel that they, they live in faith. But the problem is, they think God is either forsaken them or God is judging them. Like, you know, the Catholic version of, of uh, faith in God is a punishing God, you know, fear, fear, fearful of God's wrath. And then there's the other person who is trying to save themselves from the clutches of uh, Satan, you know, a Baptist view of like salvation. And then there's the other person who is a loving relationship with their God. And God is a nurturer and a provider doesn't judge or punish so you know know. it's like whatever you walk in the door with okay fine that's where we're going to start but you have to turn yourself over to a higher power so i can't imagine my life without alcohol or drugs or whatever that's a hard one because if you can't imagine that how are you going to go from there to turning yourself over to a higher power for guidance or direction i would maintain that you're probably not so Getting to the point where you're turning yourself over to a higher power, the higher power being the one that's going to actually save you. But who is that? What is that? You know, for me as a Christian, my God is the Christian God. It's the God of all things and being and is ever present in my life. And I, you know, personally, I feel accountable for what I do or what I say, um, how I live, and I have to take that into consideration but not everybody has that same belief but a higher power i mean for god's sake (laughs) pardon the pun let's just start with i have to um i have to start with a higher power sitting across from me that's bearing witness to my addiction so that higher power that's sitting across the room from me is probably going to be somebody in recovery or maybe it's a therapist or a counselor or a doctor. Um, 
I, I don't know. I've been able to to see it where their higher power is the judge sitting behind the bench, and he's telling the person that's sitting on the uh, chair next to them, shackled and chained. You know, I will decide your future. <clears throat> Turning yourself over to that higher power. Um. So when you turn yourself over to a higher power, that's the beginning of change. Um, how, how do you do that? Being vulnerable, and in my experience as a clinician, most of the people that come into my office have severe trauma. And so they have to trust in that higher power. And... Many, many times that higher power has been something that has abused them. So I, how do you turn yourself over to a higher power when your experience with higher power has been to be abused? Uh, that's a tall order. Um, so that's why it's really important to understand that you're not going to be able to get into recovery by yourself. It's real. I, I just, I, I don't know that it could be done. Now, I could be wrong because I don't know everything and I haven't met everybody. But that would be kind of hard to do just by yourself. You have to have somebody bear witness and call you on your crap, too. That's the other thing, right? So, you, But you got to trust somebody to be able to do that. So you must find somebody that you can connect with, that you believe in. And that's why the whole um, mutual aid society structure of AA is so uh, helpful because... It's a sponsor-sponsee relationship that you engage in. That's really where the whole power of, of a communal kind of um, experience and recovery is. And so if you go to AA meetings or NA meetings or SA meetings or OA meetings or any meetings and you don't engage in the sponsor relationship with somebody, you're missing out, man. That's where it's at. You're missing out on the whole point of... of doing that work, you know, like work the steps, you don't work them by yourself. I've had people come in my office and tell me with a straight face, well, I read the book, you know, I (laughs) went to meetings and I read the book. Did you have a sponsor? No. Well, so you didn't work the steps. You, you went to the meetings and you just sat there. It was like theater for you. You weren't actually a participant. I was there. Uh, Yeah. uh, I spoke. Okay, great. That's you going to the movies and clapping at the end of the movie or a play. You're not in the play. You're not doing the work. So you got to do the work. So it's really, really, really important that you engage in that process. So turning yourself over to a higher power is exercised in multiple ways in recovery. One of them is engaging in some kind of peer support meaning that somebody somebody in that room knows how to do what you're trying to do and they know how to do it better than you because you haven't done it before or or if you have like i've you know a lot of times people go to uh meetings and they they get you know they pick up their 10-year chip and they go back out and they pick up and what first thing you got to do is like reach out to people your sponsors with your tail tucked between your legs oh, i can't believe that i've you drag it's been 10 years i blew it eh, i don't want to go back in there and pick up a 24-hour chip i've been bragging about being okay so now you're being arrogant <laughs> stop it don't be arrogant uh so turning yourself over to higher power is like a multiple step thing in my view and one of the higher powers that you turn yourself over to is by walking in that room there's a room full of people 
that know better than you on how to do this, how to get recovered, into recovery. So that's the first one. Second one, I need a sponsor. Work with a sponsor. Find a sponsor. Somebody that's like five to ten years into sobriety, not a year. Because a person who's a year into sobriety is six months. They don't know anything. They don't, they're not even sober themselves. So it's like five to ten years of sobriety under their belt. That's your next higher power. Somebody to tell you what to do. Lord knows. We addicts, we don't like people telling us what to do. So surrendering your control and power and being honest, right? Speak the truth. Not your truth, but the truth. What happened? What'd you do? How'd it make you feel? You know? So you can listen to that person who knows better than you, the higher power, and says, wow, that's terrible, man. That's, you know, or whatever. Whatever wisdom they bestow upon you. From their wisdom that they learned. And, you know, if you don't know this in AA and NA, we have sponsors and grand sponsors and great-grand sponsors, just like your relatives, right? You got the elders. So my sponsor's sponsor is somebody that I may have a relationship with. And that's a good source because it's like, hey, um, they help me and I'll help you and wisdom, 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 right? Pass it down. So um, overcoming those, uh, those, those obstacles in that, in that structure. Um, it also is helpful to have somebody look at you and go, you know what? This is going to work out. And you, and, and like you feel it because you believe them, right? This is going to work out. We're going to, you know, we're going to get through this. Instead of you need to get this fixed, you need to fix yourself, right? Because that's what everybody else says. You're a failure. Failure. You have no willpower, right? A sponsor's not going to tell you that. A sponsor's going to go, you know what? I did the same thing. And I know exactly how you feel. Because they do. They know exactly how you feel. And they're probably the only people that you're going to encounter that can say, with all honesty, I know how that feels. Because they went through the same thing. So that's the higher power, right? Now, God as you understand him. Um, I want to I talk a little more in depth about an understanding about what God thinks or what God does in our lives when we are an addict. And so um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more after we take a break. But um, that's an important thing because... Uh, how could God let this happen to me, or why could why would God just let this happen, or what what where was God when all this was going on in my life and and all the destruction I did, and can I be forgiven for all this crap that I did? That's a that's a really big one, and um, so I want to talk about that and I'll pull some other thoughts in there for you. So just hang on, we'll be right back. As I'm trying to build up my podcast, I don't have anybody sponsoring this show, so I'm going to give some continued support for things that I believe in, groups that I believe in, or books. Because I think as addicts, uh, it's helpful to have resources. One of them that I think is a really great book, if you can get past some of the language issues, and uh, I apologize for the language that's used in this book, but this is who this guy is. Russell Brand's book, Recovery, Freedom from Our Addictions, it was published in 2017. It is an excellent book. He, his book 
the recovery book is one where he talks about each of the steps and he explains how those steps work and what they mean um, and how he experienced them in his recovery and he's a recovered addict and it's a wonderful book so if you get a chance to read that book pick it up um, you could probably pick it up used or new whatever go to Amazon and pick up a copy of it read it learn to be an expert in your own recovery so Russell Brand's book recovery freedom from our addictions excellent book highly recommended And we're back. Hey, so let's talk about God. God. God as I understand him. <laughs> God as you understand him. I don't know what you think. Uh, I know what I think. Um, so there's a, there's a, uh, one, of, one of my favorite parts of uh, scripture is Proverbs because Proverbs is all instructional and informative and I'm a guy, and I need instruction because I'm a hard head, and um, I I need to be told what to do. <laughs> I'm a guy, um, so uh, Proverbs thirty one thirty one two. God who needs him. Um, <laughs> the skeptic swore. There is no God. No God. I can do anything I want. I'm more animal than human. So-called human intelligence escapes me. <laughs> How true, right? I can do whatever I want. I flunked wisdom. I see no evidence of a holy God. Has anyone ever seen anyone climb into heaven and take charge? Grab the winds and control them? Gather the rains in his bucket? Stake out the ends of the earth? Just tell me his name. Tell me the names of his sons. Come on now, tell me. That's what the skeptic says. The believer responds, Every promise of God proves true. He protects everyone who runs to help him, to, to him for help. So don't second guess him. He might take you to task and show you for your lies. And then that believer praise god i'm asking for two things before i die please don't refuse me banish lies from my lips and liars from my presence give me enough food to live on neither too much nor too little if i'm too full i want to get independent saying god who needs him if i'm poor i might steal and dishonor the name of god god as you understand him you know what uh in my belief God will answer your call for action if you're earnest about it, if you're honest. And that's what um, uh, so powerful about the white chair videos on uh, the website I Am Second. Brian Head Welch um, is one in particular that I reference frequently. Brian Head uh, Head's the guitarist for uh, the group Korn. And uh, man, did he ever get taken to his knees. And he talks about it. If you get a chance, um, I'm going to talk about them in future podcasts, but um, the White Chair videos, awesome videos. Um, he talks about his uh, <laughs> come-to-Jesus moment, um, losing his wife to drug addiction, he himself almost succumbing to his drug addiction, 
the guys in his bands are the same problem. All those guys had their issues. Um, but you know, his belief was uh, really tested. Like he, he is, he's the opposite of a believer at the time. And he, and he says, you know, he just, he, he started getting touched by, he started getting touched by people who, um, were around him, his real estate agent, friends, you know, people that he didn't even know are telling him they're going to, they want to pray for him, but they also understand that God has been speaking to him through them to get help. And so he, he tests that and he's like, look in my heart, just tell me, tell me, you know, what to do. And then he just continues doing drugs and he was very confused. He didn't understand. It's that turning yourself over part that, uh, escapes people. And for addicts who, uh, they just, they just do, they they crave power. They want to they want to control everything around them, right? Because a lot of most times, as a clinician, I experience it. They were um, told that they were powerless over their domineering, abusing force in their life, whatever it was a, a relative, a neighbor, you know, friends. I've I've heard it all in here, man. It's just horror story after horror story. Horrible abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse. It's just, it's tragic. And it, it, it's very, very difficult to listen to. And that person, and you tell them, look, you have to control uh, this desire to be in control. So you have to surrender that. And, oh, man, they don't want to do that. Brian didn't want to do that until he did. And when he did, his life started to turn around and change. And I don't know if you listen to my podcast and my father-in-law, the pastor, talk about that, you know. Um, if you believe things will change, um, and that's the pastoral perspective, which is a good one. Um, I don't believe things will change, then they probably won't, but it's how, you know, what you do with that belief in, in God and turning yourself over. And so in Proverbs, you know, if, if any of you want some real guidance and you're, especially if you're a guy, you want some real direction, like you question, the existence of God or the Bible. Look in Proverbs. It's right there. Uh, man, it's just Proverbs is chock-a-block full of good stuff. Um, if people can't see what God is doing, then they're not going to make that change. And that's why you have to avail yourself to the ability to, to see it happen. And if you're around people that are all destructive, they're addicts, they're crazy, they're prostitutes, they're pimps, they're drug dealers... They're getting high buddies. Those are people that are not listening to God. That's for sure. What they're experiencing is their own desires to do things. And man, that'll destroy you. So, um, like it says in Proverbs, for people who hate discipline and only get more stubborn, there'll come a day when life tumbles in and they break. But by then, it'll be too late to help them. And that's what I fear for people and my people. My people being... My tribe, um, the people that I helped, the people that I lived with, the people, the person that I became, the the ability to overcome that when you feel like you've broken and you're not, you know, you you have not, you're no longer believing. Um, so if you can turn yourself over to a higher power, understand you have to have a higher power to turn yourself over to. And that can be very, very difficult for people who crave and, and literally lust after control. And, and that is what addiction does is it uses arrogance to, to, uh, stoke that fire. 
So God can help you if you turn yourself over to him. But if you can't do that, you, you know, okay, then that's how you're going to live. That's what you, how you want to live. But you have to turn yourself over to a higher power. There's just no way you can live without uh, and survive addiction without turning yourself over to a higher power. So you get to step three. Turning yourself over to a higher power is, I think it's a multifaceted step. A higher power of, I'm going to sit in this room with these people in this residential treatment center, this detox center, this meeting room, these process groups with this counselor, with this therapist, with this doctor, with this psychologist, whoever it is. That's your higher power right then. Right there, sitting right in front of you. And if you are in the presence of that person, then you understand that you have to trust that person, hopefully, because you're not going to get anywhere if you don't. So turn yourself over to God as you understand him. That's an invitation, but it's an instruction and it's a direction. So step three is a very important step. And it is one, two, and three. Uh, they all link together very closely. And the genius of putting that together in that three, in those first three steps before you get to the dreaded step four that we already talked about. But um, turning yourself over to that higher power is very, very important. And find those that you trust. Don't be afraid. So that's why it's important to get in that room and stick your hand up and say, I am in this meeting the first time or this is the first time I've spoken in a meeting where I said the following. I'm going to say the I'm going to say this. I don't have a sponsor and I need help. And man, you will get a lot of help if you do that from the people in the room because because they probably were in the same place. But you got to do that, and that's you turning yourself over to that higher power. And recovery is yours, my friend. It will be yours. You know, there's a, an often misquoted uh, scripture reference that says God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And that's a horrible paraphrasing of Corinthians 10.13. It actually says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he also will provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. That's the actual scripture. And take that to heart because you're not going to be tempted with something you can't overcome. And that's it for this episode of Doc Shock, your addiction lifeguard. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, you can send me a message. Uh, you can reach out to me through my website, wellspringmindbody.com. Let me know what you think. If you have a topic you'd like me to talk, cover or somebody that you would like me to talk to or if you would like to talk to me, you can do that. And it's not about how many times you've fallen down that really matters. It's how many times you get back up. And you only have to get up that one last time to get healed. So if you want to get sober, you can do it. Join us as we continue down that path of recovery. And if you're not in recovery, take some steps to get there. So until next time, this is Doc Jock saying good day and stay or get sober.